Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Stir Fry, Let It Fly. In this one, we talk about the flurry of NBA trades, rumors, and news right up until 8pm Pacific Standard Time of NBA Draft Night. Here we go. Hey y'all, James here, Laker fan and ecstatic to be reunited with Dennis the Menace Schroeder. Hi, this is Cyrus. Uh, I'm still really not that happy because DeMar DeRozan is still in San Antonio Spurs. Hey, and this is Will. Um, happy to be here again. Okay, guys. So, trades, trades, trades. Today, we are talking about the flurry of activity that's been going on throughout the NBA since, what, last night or the night before? Uh, it seems like it's been one Woj bomb or Shams uh, tweet after another. Uh, why don't we start with what do you guys think has been the most impactful trade so far? Uh, let me start first. I think to me, it has to be CP3 to Phoenix Suns because uh, before that happened, uh, I believe a majority of us think that CP3 might go to the Milwaukee, maybe Clippers, maybe uh, Lakers. But who knows, uh, Phoenix jump, jumps into the pool and gets CP3 and all in a sudden bring Phoenix Suns to be, uh, let's say, payoff team next year. Yeah, so uh, for our listeners, the Phoenix Suns get Chris Paul and Abdel Nader, while the OKC Thunder get the Suns' 2022 first-round pick, Ty Jerome, Jalen Lackey, Ricky Rubio, and Kelly Oubre Jr. More on Ricky Rubio later on. I mean, to me, the biggest story obviously is Chris Paul. But then, uh, what I want to ex- um, explain to the audience is, in my opinion, I think this is a mishap on the Milwaukee side. Uh, I mean, James can uh, elaborate more a little bit. They traded for Drew Holiday for three first round pick and two um, pick swaps. Pick swaps, in my opinion, uh, I think that's more than enough to get Chris Paul if they're willing to. Um, absorb that salary yeah i think so the kicker here is you're right cyrus i think that the suns do come into the playoff conversation in fact i'd probably pick them somewhere between what four to eight anywhere in that range because i think that the top of the playoffs is pretty much locked so you've got the lakers the clippers and denver right um and then it's a free-for-all and the and the suns are definitely there um the the thing it, the thing to keep an eye out on is what OKC is doing, right? So OKC did have Chris Paul. They let him go for this haul right here that the that the Suns gave him, and I think part of it is the belief that that 2022 first round pick is more valuable than what the um, the Bucks could have offered them for Chris Paul. Um, they offered quite a lot, so the Bucks also had a trade with the New Orleans Pelicans just they could get Drew Holiday. And like I was saying, you know, three first-round picks, two pick swaps, that's basically five better, like, better-ish picks, depending on how their season plays out, right? And if you're a Presti, you know, you're in the mode of kind of hoarding all of these picks. Uh, my take on this trade is, will Drew Holiday good enough to make Giannis happy to stay in Milwaukee? Well, so, so before we move on to that, one more quick thing about that Phoenix OKC trade. So Kelly Oubre, 
I don't think that he's going to stay on the Thunder for very long. Ironically, he's the guy who like started out this whole like the Valley Boys the thing, and then he like had a horse and like marketed their New Jersey and then got traded the next day. That's just the NBA as a business for you, right? Right. I, I bet you that Presti is going to try and flip him for more picks. Um, so currently, as of this recording, Sam Presti has a just about twenty picks over the next five six years. <laughs> so that's picks and pick swaps. I think the reason why Milwaukee didn't trade for Chris Paul was because I think they value Holiday and Bedanovich over one Chris Paul. What do you guys think? But the sad things right now, like Bedanovich is not willing to come to Milwaukee to join this super team next year. So, that's that's the problem. So so what I've heard, um, listening to the Low Post um, and the Hoop Collective crossover, they were talking about how. There wasn't really like a lot of talk between Milwaukee and OKC for Chris Paul, which is really strange because all the fans, all the talking heads out there are like, you know what the Bucks need? They need a playmaker. They need a primary ball handler who's not Giannis, who's very clutch. That's exactly what Chris Paul is. Right. Um, For some reason, it just didn't pan out. And, you know, we can try our best guesses at why that is. But at the end of the day, they ended up with Drew Holiday. And that's for sure. Right. And this whole thing with Bogdanovich, which apparently is stalling. Um, and that's stalling because originally it was supposed to be a sign and trade, mm-hmm. right, between Sacramento and Milwaukee. But now Bogdanovich is reneging, saying that, oh, um, I want to try my luck in free agency. So if you're Giannis, would you stay knowing that there's a chance? Like, would you basically, Giannis is, they're going to offer him the Supermax like in a week's time. Would you, if you're Giannis, would you sign that Supermax do not you, knowing about Bogdanovich? Okay. Do you guys think that Drew Holiday is such a big upgrade for Milwaukee instead of uh, Eric Basel? I do. You do? I do because Drew is bigger. I think that in the playoffs, he's more dependable. And I think that that matters a lot more because... Like Bledsoe is always like we know how Bledsoe is. He's all defense. He's not. He's a good solid player during the regular season, but in the playoffs he disappears. You need someone who's consistent, and that's what Drew does. Like we've seen him in high leverage series against the Portland Trailblazers when they mm-hmm. were when he was with the Pelicans in AD, right? Okay. And he killed Damian Lillard. And Dame's one of the what 10, 15 best players in the league, right? Right. And then. In the next series, like KD actually recognized Drew as a really good defender. So defensively, Milwaukee upgraded. They did. Okay. And just so long as you get more consistency and reliability in the playoffs, I would take that. But the thing is, you give up like George Hill, you know, Defensio, the other guy? So they, yeah, so they gave up uh, George Hill, Bledsoe. Um, They gave up DiVincenzo as well, but DiVincenzo was part of the Bogdanovich deal. Oh, okay. So maybe that doesn't work out depending on, you know, this thing's still in limbo. So I think the ideal situation is you have, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you've got a lineup of Bogdanovich with Holiday, with Middleton, Middleton, with Giannis, and with Lopez, right? That's a very good starting lineup. five. Maybe you don't have a bench, but, you know, you live with that if you're Giannis, right? That's good enough to get you to resign. I'm I'm just glad that uh, Holiday is finally getting the recognition that he deserves. <laughs> <laughs> he is probably one of the best defensive guards in the NBA, right? That's, and that's not even talking about his offensive game. And and that's what I've been saying for years. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Um. So I uh, no. My question is, when will James jump on the holiday <laughs> wagon? <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I think we should wait and see how Milwaukee does because you know we don't know how this Bogdanovich thing is going to pan out. Right. He's kind of like um. I don't know. Like, if he goes to Milwaukee, they have a lot of shooting that they've needed, right? right, right. Um, and that's the ideal kind of team you have around Giannis. And Brook Lopez is still in contract, right? Yeah. Okay. He, I think he opted out, but he's staying there. Okay. Um, so if you're Giannis, I mean, would you sign the Supermax? So how many years? Usually should be five years? Yeah. What, what 210 yeah, mil or some something? Some ridiculous right? amount of money. Five um, years. So they would be the only team that could offer you five, right? All the other teams can offer you four. I would definitely sign. And if the situation doesn't look right to me, I would demand for a trade. Yeah. Right? That's a new NBA. Yeah, right? it's true. Yeah, I'll sign. And try next year with this lineup. If it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Or right. two years. I'll give yeah. it two years and it doesn't work. Then, right. then, then they'll blow the whole thing up. So the other thing to think about is how how good do you think of a coach um, Budenhoser is, right? Because Drew Holiday now, um, basically because their team is, they're front-loaded in terms of their starting five. They don't have a lot of depth. Budenhoser likes to play his main guys less minutes. But because they don't have a lot of depth, he's going to have to play his main guys more minutes. Right? I mean, it's definitely going to be out of his comfort zone. I think what the Milwaukee management should uh, really look into is um, it's... If if Budenholzer is going to adapt as well as they expect, just because, like James said, they're front loaded, and Budenholzer, after so many years of playoff failure, when you know your main guy should be playing thirty eight to forty two minutes a game, he still wouldn't change at all. So I think, you know, I'm just surprised he wasn't let go at the end of this season. Actually, I would change this question a little bit. Okay. Do you think this Milwaukee lineup can challenge the current Brooklyn net with the current healthy Brooklyn net with Kyrie and KD? Yeah, so I do think so. Like Brooklyn Nets as they're currently constructed, yes. Because I think... And again, this is the ideal version of this lineup, right? Because in our minds, we're talking on paper. Right. Um, we don't know how healthy KD is going to be. Assuming he is really healthy, I would probably pick Brooklyn in a series. But I would say that it's going to be a good one. It's probably going to go six games. Because I see, okay, uh, let's say Toronto and Boston are not at the same level as Milwaukee. I think the only challenger for Milwaukee is the healthy Brooklyn net. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know. Are we sure that Toronto and Boston are not as good as Milwaukee? Because if we're thinking back to this past playoffs... Like, Milwaukee Bucks, like, they flamed out in the second round. Yes, right? that's the bad Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. I'm talking about the Milwaukee Bucks with Drew Holiday now. But the only difference is Bledsoe for Holiday. And yeah, it's it's like, you're again, we're talking about how the starting five is better, right. right? But how much better it is, I don't know. I think I'd be a lot more confident if they got Bogdanovich. Right. Right. I, th- I think the Nets is going to finish at best third. Third? In the East. I don't think they're going to care about the regular season. Um, okay. Why don't we talk about the Lakers and OKC trade, and then we'll transition into everything else OKC's done. Okay. Um, so the Lakers and the OKC made a trade where uh, the Lakers get Dennis Schroeder 
um, and then the OKC Thunder get Danny Green and a 2020 first round draft pick. So that's this year, number 28. Um, what do you guys think of that trade? Question, is he going to start for the Lakers and paying six minutes for the Lakers? Uh, I think he's going to come off the bench. Come off the bench? Um, okay. I think they're still going to start probably Avery Bradley and uh, Caruso or um, KCP. KCP, uh, if maybe, he resigns. Not, right? there, he's probably... I. So KCP opted out of his eight mil contract. He probably is going to make more, but I think the Lakers will try to resign him because they don't have a lot of other options. Okay, so shoulder as a six man, I think it's an upgrade for. Oh, but, it definitely is. But but Rondo is gone though. So we're all thinking Rondo's probably going to leave, right? Um, and this is sort of a, a foreshadowing that that's going to happen. Um, the thing to think about is Rondo gives you a lot of basketball IQ, but Schroeder gives you everything else. Right, Schroeder gives you athleticism. He gives you better shooting or more consistent shooting. Younger, um, he's younger, younger, playmaker. LeBron's wanted to play with him. He ticks a lot of the boxes. Okay, so the play, the Lakers definitely got better, and I think that the Lakers aren't done yet. You mean okay? In your opinion, do you think they will trade away some of the player, or they will sign more like free agent player? Yeah, that's a good question. I would like to see them try and sign another guy. Um, it's going to be for the minimum, but okay. I mean, if you're LeBron James, you talk and whisper in people's ears and he gets people signed, right? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there were more Tristan Thompson rumors floating around. I know Thompson is making a lot more money than the minimum, right? but also LeBron got him that contract, right? Um, and so if he signs for a short-term deal for a chance at another championship, why not? So if Thompson coming to the Lakers means Dwight or McGee may be good leaving maybe maybe uh but we'll see again speculation okay so let's talk about the okc end so okc got danny green and in a day's time they very quickly flipped him to the philadelphia 76ers for al horford um among other things so here is the trade rundown um okc thunder get al horford uh some player named mitchich a 2020 second round pick from the Sixers, 2020 first round pick, or 2025 first round pick from the Sixers, and the Sixers get Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. Who wins in that trade? I think uh, Philadelphia, because uh, they can offload like you know, you know, Harvard and Embiid. They are not gonna work together, and and you know they can pick up Danny Green. I know his shooting performance was not that great in the past final and payoff, but you know he's still one of. I mean, still one of the, not the best, but a pretty good free and D guy. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to leave him open, right? If he get an open shot, right? That's right. He's pretty streaky. You'd rather not leave him open. And yet, like, he's a good complement to those two, right? To Simmons and Embiid. And Fantevia need uh, another three-point shooter, right? Since Simmons cannot, you know, still. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Philadelphia needing another three-point shooter, uh, Will just broke something to us. Will? Yep, I think uh, Philadelphia just traded for Seth Curry, who is actually the son-in-law for Doc River. Oh, oh, that's interesting. That I didn't know. Okay, I'm just I'm 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 actually a little surprised why the Mavs traded uh, trade away him. I think he has been playing pretty well for for them for the past few years. Mm, so all in a sudden Philadelphia get two three-point shooter like Danny Green and uh, Seth Curry yeah um, it's it's an interesting pick um, 
So it was Josh Richardson for South Seth Curry. Is that true? Uh, yeah, Shams. Yeah, Shams reported it. Oh, okay. Um, Josh Richardson to to Dallas. Yes, and so there's like some picks involved as well, but that's sort of the core of the trade. So if you're the Sixers, you get better with a lineup. I guess now Simmons is more featured. You've got Danny Green as your shooter. Then I don't know. I think this this really sounds like a run and gun team going forward. Now that you offloaded Harford, and you have Simmons who likes to run the floor, Mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, spot up three point shooters. You know, Seth Curry is just another JJ Redick, right? He is. It's true. He's a really, really good shooter, knockdown shooter. Um, Does that make the Sixers better? Like, where would you put them in the East? Assuming, like, every roster that is currently constructed uh, moves forward. Third. Really? That high? I think four four to five to me. Okay. Because you have, let's say, uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. You have Milwaukee. Okay. You have Boston. So you would put Boston and Milwaukee over the Sixers. Yeah. Don't forget about Miami too, right? Yeah, Miami. That's true. Miami will be healthy. (laughs) They are defending Eastern Championship. Yeah, yeah. I'll um, put them third. I'll put uh, I'll put Milwaukee first. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe Miami second actually. Okay. And then and then third for Philadelphia and fourth for Nets. I don't know about we. I don't Toronto know. and Boston is a toss. I think we don't know about Toronto, right? You know, you, you know, like they only get like uh, Lowry. Siakam, and you don't know if Ibaka and Gasol is leaving, right? So I heard that Gasol was going to play in Spain. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if that's confirmed okay. or if it's something where he plays in Spain for the start and then eventually makes his way back here if somebody offers him a really good contract. Right. Um, I think Ibaka, a lot of teams are chasing after him. See, a so, lot. So Toronto, like I haven't heard anything about anything. And about- Van Vliet. Oh, Van right. Vliet is their big one. They want to try and re-sign him because the the whispers around the NBA is that Giannis is probably going to do the Supermax. Um, okay, so that's the Sixers. Why don't we talk a little bit about the Brooklyn Nets? So the Nets have acquired uh, Landry Shamit uh, in a three-team trade that involved the Detroit Pistons giving up uh, Luke Kennard. Uh, Kennard went to uh, the Clippers. So who wins in that trade? So Brooklyn get another shooter. So yes, Brooklyn got another shooter. Given they have Kyrie, KD, Joe Harris, right? Joe yeah, Harris? they have Joe. Like Karis Levert? They have Levert, that's right. With the system of Steve Nash and Mighty Antone, I think they're pretty good. Such an yeah. upgrade. Yeah. Okay. Do you would where would you put them in the East? I say already top three. Okay. I think they're in the top three as well. Top three. Um, I will say I think there's a redundancy there because I think Joe Harris is a better version of the player Landry Shamit's trying to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the 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 way that they bump themselves up significantly is if they make the other trade that we're going to talk about later on. The rumor. All right. Um. But as they're currently constructed, I feel pretty good about them being in the top three. Top three, definitely. I I think what the Nets needs to do is try to get Beal. Get Beal. Yeah, I, everybody I, wants Bradley Beal. Yeah, but I'm I'm just thinking if they're gonna keep Kyrie, 
uh, Dimwitty is really redundant. And with like other assets that the Nets have, uh, players and picks, they need a pure score with no personality. You so, don't. You can't have another superstar who to to join with Kyrie and Durant. I think to me that's just too much. There's there's a lot of people. There's a lot of good players out there who are all star, borderline superstar. I'm not saying Beal is a superstar, but I think that if they were gonna get a, a third star, it should be a person who who does no nonsense and just try to win. Just like Kevin Love and Chris Bosh. You know, no character. You 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 understand your role, and you 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 understand you you cannot be the the main guy or the second guy in the team. Yeah, and and they like Chris Bosh and Kevin Love was never like really vocal about anything. They just wanna they were like the star on their team, but you know they they can take a step back if uh, if needed. But a lot of NBA star nowadays they they can't do it. You think Bill is one of them? No, you one of one of the player that you describe, like no, not much ego and just sit, uh, stand in the corner, wait for the passing and shoot the ball, or take over a game when needed. Um, I think the good thing about um Kyrie and Durant is, I think if um if there's a a person who is on a roll, I don't think those two would mind um giving the spotlight to them during okay. that period. But I think what I'm trying to say is, Beal. Like Kevin Love or Chris Bosh, those type of players, outside of the basketball court, they don't create too, too much. much hassle okay. for for the team. Right. So here's a question for you: If you're Brooklyn, so you are pretty deep, right? So I just listed out Brooklyn's uh, lineup, notable names right now. So you've got KD, you've got Kyrie, and then you've got DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen, Joe Harris, Landry Shamit, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie. That's, that's a pretty strong lineup. That's a pretty good lineup. But you got to wonder if they're going to trade some of these places and try and consolidate, right? So to Will's point, what they have is they have two really good players and then a couple of players who are solid. But right. what if you can pull some of those players who are just solid and make it into a good player? Like at least an all-star player. Yeah, possibly, right? I'm not saying it's Beal because I think every team wants Beal. He's the perfect fit for probably all 30 NBA teams, including the Wizards, right? Right. Um, But it seems like Washington's pretty set on trying to run it back. Um, Just seeing what it's like with uh, Wall back again this year. Probably not going to go well, but we'll see. Um, Yeah, but Brooklyn's looking pretty solid to me. Um, So Ricky Rubio had a shortstop in the OKC Thunder and then was traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Go back home, man. <laughs> Go back to where he was first drafted. Go back. So that's going to be interesting. Um, and so now we should talk about Houston. Ooh. What the hell is going on in Houston? <laughs> so they... Okay, let me get this straight. They had Rocco, who they traded in a three-team trade, Clint Capella for, and their 2020 first-round pick to get Rocco. So they traded off Rocco to get... Who did they get? They, get, they got... Two picks, right? A second round and a first round pick. No, it's two first round. It's two first round pick. Okay, I think everything start from last week since Westbrook said that he does not want to be in Houston anymore. No, I think everything started when Murray and and Tony left. I heard they uh, Houston still trying hope trying to hope to 
put these two superstars and try one more year. But yeah. until yeah. Westbrook says something, and well, things well that's that's what the if you're the GM, that's what you're going to say. You're going to say something like, "We're going to try and run it with the guys we've got." We're going to be okay with being uncomfortable because what else are you expecting them to say, right? They have no assets until now. So now they have some draft picks that they could trade to get players. But also they have an allegedly unhappy James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Um, so they traded Rocco. They got Trevor Reza. They shipped out Trevor Reza for another pick. Um, so basically they have more picks now. Um, but, I mean, that's not going to be good news for Harden. He's not going to be happy. And you sure that he's not gonna he does not want to stay in Houston anymore? Well, and that's the rumor, right? right? So we all heard about the James Harden wanting to go into Brooklyn rumor. He apparently was uh, practicing with Kyrie and KD, and was like, "Oh, why don't I come play with you guys?" Right? Um, that's not that's going to be interesting because you can talk about how all of these guys are very ball dominant, right? They right. all need the ball. Right. They are all great scorers and ball handlers, right? But ironically, the guy who needs the ball the least is their best player. KD. KD, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. The whole Houston show is going to be really weird. And uh, where will Westbrook go? I don't know, man. <laughs> what do you think, Will? Knicks, Magic. Charlotte. Just all the crappy teams that you can think Charlotte. of. Charlotte. Charlotte, maybe. I uh, just don't know if... They have anything to give back to um, Houston that Houston would want. I and I don't believe Charlotte should be giving up picks. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if you're Charlotte, you've got a lot of young guys. You don't need a vet quite yet because you're not even close to making the playoffs. And not, we've been talking about that yeah. for 25 years now. Yeah, Charlotte. <laughs> it's too bad. And I mean, I think Russ fits with Atlanta. I would love to see him in Atlanta. But Trey Young is there, my friend. Yeah, exactly. Like, he can play with Trey Young. You sure? No, I, I think so. I, I don't think so. I think Trey is both, a great shooter. Yeah, but I think they're both really ball dominant. And I think Russ is going to hinder his development. So the, 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 the hope is, and this is always the hope, right? Like, he's super stubborn. That's what he's known for. But the hope is that he's more willing to change some of his habits. The, the trick is, so in my ideal world, Russ is not your point guard. He's your shooting guard, right? Okay. Um, which means that Trey has the ball. He makes the decisions. Russ is your secondary playmaker, which is what should have happened with Harden. Um, we saw some version of that this year go well and some version that didn't. So I'm just banking on Trey being a better teammate to Russ than Harden was. Not yeah, but I mean, we we thought that the Houston experiment might work a little bit better than it did. I mean, the result, I think it's kind of expected. They lost to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. they, got, they got past the first round. But then the fact is, Russ is not happy. And he wants to, like what you said, like the stat is not good enough, right? Yeah, the stat is not good <laughs> enough and he wants to be traded. So I just don't see how he wants to go into another situation where the same thing likely would happen again where you know his stat would go down or he doesn't get the ball or he's not the man right that's all the traits of a non-champion person you know, i think new york is the best des destination for him and he can be in the same city as katie and kyrie <laughs> gonna love that um okay why don't we wrap with the big news to the golden state warriors 
Um, so Clay Thompson, who was out last year because he was dealing with a knee injury that happened in the finals against the Raptors a couple of years ago, right. um, he again suffered another lower leg injury, which rumor has it right now is an Achilles injury. If that is true, I feel bad for Golden State because in my mind, I think he's the team that can potentially challenge the Lakers in the coming season with healthy Curry, Thompson, Draymond Green, and with the second pick tonight, uh, James Wiseman. Uh, it's going to be an exciting matchup, but too bad if that really happened without Clay. I think Golden State will still be in the playoff team, but definitely not the contender, in my opinion. So... I think if they lose Clay, if it is an Achilles, which means he's going to be out for the rest of this season, right? Um, or most of this season, then they're not gonna. It's going to be tough, man. Like that West, even with even okay. So assume that the Rockets run it back. They're probably going to be what seven eight, assuming they run it back. Okay. Um, you've still got Dallas. You've still got Utah. You've got Phoenix now. Um, Portland. Portland, a healthy Portland team. Um, you've got the Pelicans. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good teams in that. James right? Spurs. I'm joking. You've got the Pelicans. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of good teams. The Warriors are one of the better teams of that kind of grouping. Right. But still, without Clay, I mean, man, that's tough. That's I tough. don't see how they don't make the playoff with a healthy Curry, Wiggins, Green. Um, who did they draft again? James Wiseman, Wiseman right? Yeah. Wiseman. I think they should be able to like. We might actually see MP, MVP form Curry again, stats yeah. wise. I don't. So I am not as high. I'm really actually low on Andrew Wiggins. Okay. So I don't think that he's gonna. I basically think they're gonna use him as a pseudo stopper. You know what? If right? James Wiseman is like a superstar, he could be. But I'm not betting on it. So according to his coach Penny Hardaway he said he's the combination of Chris Bosch and David Robinson of course they're gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) um okay so real quick any thoughts on the drafts um I think we expect a lot of trade uh, pick swap yeah before things happen tonight but we don't see anything yeah well, there were some uh, swaps of picks, like OKC swapped that pick with uh, Portland. Not and, like the top pick, like yeah. you know, Golden State have been saying they will trade away their second pick to something else. Yeah. Like earlier this morning, I saw Chicago is offering their young center, like Carter. Oh, Wendell Carter to, to Golden State with 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 the fourth pick to Golden State to get his second pick, but nothing happened. Yeah. So, um, and of course, like to me, like Spurs, I heard like. Lamarcus, 11 pick for Golden State second pick and uh, Wiggins didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I do think the Timberwolves got a little more interesting um, because of their lineup, right? So now they have Rubio back. So they've got a steady hand at point guard. They've still got D'Angelo Russell. They've got Jared Culver. They've got Towns. Okay. Um, and then now they have this new guy, Anthony Edwards. You know, to me, like since you mentioned about Timberwolves, like, unless this Anthony Edwards like pay like a star if let's say minnesota cannot get into the payoff next year next next years i won't be surprised kat will say trade me you know maybe i mean he already got russell there that was that's his guy but we've seen players ask for trades even in those circumstances like Harden, right 
because we know like the west side is so tight yeah we don't see timberwolf will get into the payoff anytime soon oh man it's hard unless unless this anthony edward is a super like change the team dramatically so there's like two teams in the playoff in the western conference where i'm like oh they're probably not they're not gonna make the playoffs one team is the sacramento kings kings yeah they're not gonna make the playoffs no, definitely yeah the other team is the san antonio spurs <laughs> and sacramento <laughs> this two team is not, is not gonna make it. they're not gonna make the playoffs man it's sad Those i don't think two. pelican is gonna make it either they they may not but here's the thing with the way it's set up now they have that play-in tournament that they're gonna do this year right what about grizzly so they might it's all about the play-in right so now there's a chance at least or for these teams to get like high stakes experiences so if i'm in the west like i'm okay with being ninth or tenth seed if i'm one of the younger teams like, ideally, you get in the playoffs, but at least you get some good reps there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not... You know, my Spurs are likely going to suck for another three years. <laughs> this is the highest draft pick that the Spurs have had in a while. Yeah, yeah. Since Tim Duncan. Yeah. You know, the day we still don't have iPod, iPad. Yeah. But like Will was saying before, like the Spurs' advantage was international scouting. That's no longer their advantage now because all of the teams are scouting internationally, right? Right. Um, so now it's just a matter of like over the past few years, they found some decent players, but not any great players. And hopefully like we will flip the Rosen for something better soon. Maybe. We'll see. Um, all right. So in two days time, uh, free agency will open up. So we will have some more news. Um, and until then, we will catch you guys on the next one. Thanks. Yeah.